listeners, and welcome back to the Skylight Books podcast series. You're in for another Better Than the Movie, in which some booksellers get together to talk with a talented guest about movie adaptations of books. This is actually the one-year anniversary of Better Than the Movie. We've been around for a year. Hooray! Holy shit, is that true? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good Lord. Yeah. Started with what a, an knock accomplishment. At, a knock oh, at the cabin, and yeah. it now continues with a knock That's in the so face with a yeah. paddle. Um <laughs> Uh, today's guest is a, a former Skylighter, former host of, of the Skylight Podcast series, uh, Lit Angelist. Uh, I just added a T to that. Lit Angelus, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, she works at the Los Angeles Review of Books uh, doing a thing. I don't know your title. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I think it's uh, Emily Evangelist. Yeah, it's just it's just Emily at books <laughs> all the time. I was, at, I was also adding it to you. Yeah, yeah Evangelist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was pretty good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Emily Vanconet. Hello. 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 Yeah. 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 What's up? Good to be back. Yeah. Celebrating the one year. I'm honored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a this is a grand. We've grown grand so moment. much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you couldn't argue there was any kind of stasis that occurred. No, <laughs> that time. Sort of like we're frozen in amber for all times. Yeah. And you decided for this episode, you're going to. Uh, bring us uh, The Talented Mr. Ripley, yes. uh, a book by Patricia Highsmith, a film written and directed by Anthony Mangella. Um, why did you pick this particular title? Um, well, I, I mean, we're in an interesting era in the, the film cycle, right? Like, there's not much coming out, uh, one could argue. <laughs> um, it's award season, but... Uh, and I have never read this book, and I've always wanted to. And I think the lore of Patricia Highsmith is is very fascinating. Not even the lore, just like she's a she's a crazy lady, mm-hmm. or was a crazy lady. Um, she might still be alive. We don't know. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> she could she well, could have given us the slip. Yeah, yeah pretty sure um, she's dead. But, her, yeah. but I think there would have been a trail of snails behind her. Yeah, her possible, and her, like three hundred snails. Um, that she. You think that's a dead giveaway? Yeah, 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 yeah. Check yeah. All the she's snail just too obsessed shops. with snails. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought it'd be fun. Nothing like a little thriller to kind of dig our teeth into. And I'd never read the book, never had seen the movie. So I Oh, really? Felt, I know. Brand new. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Brand and new. the, the mini series is coming soon. And the mini series is coming soon. Yeah. So it yeah. felt. It's vague. It's vaguely appropriate. Yeah. It was like, of all the things, I was like, there's something forthcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, about it. And we all got our Netflix screeners for that, right? <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah, okay. I actually course. did Just find checking. out I have access to one. So Dude, that's, what? that's my power. Yeah, Come I found on, out, hook it up. But I found out yesterday and he was like, you're just not going to have time. And I was like, Rude. okay, thank you so much. <laughs> but anyway, who, who are the three booksellers who are talking to this talented guest? Guess what? It's me, your co-host, Justin Reamer. It's your boy, Alan. Tyler, <laughs> did you forget your name? Well, no, I was, usually you say your last name. Yeah, I felt I felt being nasty. I don't know. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Austin. <laughs> don't look I at don't me feel like, like, like being nasty. <laughs> he did not feel nasty at all. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, it's your boy Alan Trailer. Thank you. You happy? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Stick to the format. All right. All right. Like me, uh, loose. No. I'm a loose goose, man. Nope. Tighten it up. All right. Um, oh, wait, Pep Boy. Wait, no, is it uh, what? Who, was it? <laughs> who was the other one? Pep Boys? No, it was uh, Pep Boys. It was the commercial. Anyway, don't worry about it. You're having oh, a full on stroke. Yeah. I don't know where you Pep Boys, uh, Pep Boys is a thing. Do they do tighten up? Yeah, they do tires the, or the commercial. cars or. 
The commercial for Titan. I don't remember right, a single commercial for that. It could be regional. Justin, when you edit this, yeah. drop in the commercial. Yeah, yeah. Please, thank you. Just, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this out. I'll drop it in here. People in your cars, tighten up. Pickup truck, tighten up. It's Titan Auto Insurance. See, Tyler wasn't crazy. Uh-huh. Thank you. It's just, Se- it's sec- just sounds of crickets. Sec- second, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second, second read. Oh no, Tyler was crazy. Oh. Uh, they've never done a jingle, the Pep Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Um, so yeah. So usually in our first segment, we like to talk a little bit about things that are in the genre of the thing we read, and it's a little tricky because it's a crime story. It's a, it's a portrait of a disturbed mind it's a con man story uh so there's a lot of things we could potentially talk about what would you like to bring up you are our guest Me? emily it's first. on you okay that's yeah. good because i feel like mine is like perhaps also the era of the movie i immediately think of catch me if you can oh sure a little a little leo joint mm-hmm. um i had like three dvds growing up and that was one of oh, them oh that's a good one to have, um though. yeah 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 uh, also, like the credit sequence, like the arrows oh, are so similar to kind of the like vibe of the all the jazz oh, yeah, credits kind of on the, yeah. the very Saul Bass inspired. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're unfamiliar with the incredible, the incredible tale, uh, you know, forging money, being every job under the sun yeah. that he in- invents and just himself and rocking in, it and just rocking mm-hmm. it, getting laid all the time. So yeah. many young the dream. Yeah, 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 and he and he gets caught eventually. <laughs> he gets caught eventually, but Not it's a, it's dream. a good time. I, um, yeah. I forget where it was, but I heard recently that the the last thing that it says at the end it's like now Frank is it Abagnale or whatever yeah. Abagnale Ag- Abagnale sure. Junior Franco Abagnale uh, like now uh, hosts seminars about like this kind of thing um, that's made up that's not that's not true yeah 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 I feel yeah. like yeah he's just oh. continued to be a yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah and like much of the story in his autobiography is also probably like not true like he probably didn't do most of the oh, stuff no, he totally. claimed he did mm-hmm. which is totally in line with him being a big yeah. liar so and I love that. it's kind of like great. a yeah. confessions of a dangerous mind kind of uh, shit yeah, yeah. yeah. A good example mm-hmm and yeah. I, love, I kind of love the like once a fraud examples. always a fraud like you really can't give up the lifestyle people can change yeah 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 people can change <laughs> <laughs> just I'm sorry I got hit with some irony <laughs> some irony spittle hit me it was dripping so heavy with irony uh, I said people not me oh okay <laughs> uh, oh should I go sure why sure. not sure. Right. Uh, we're doing it I, I'm, I'm willing to be loosey goosey I'm Whoa. <laughs> yeah, even this guy. Okay. Uh, well, I think uh, that's a great pick. Also was reminded of In a Lonely Place, mm-hmm. the Dorothy B. Hughes, another mm-hmm. lady crime writer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We For like, the ladies. We support yeah. the women. We, support we women. like the ladies. We support women in crime. <laughs> also, <laughs> writing a book about a guy who's probably a serial killer from his deranged point of view. Yeah. And it's awesome. Look, and he doesn't mean to be. Well. Well, who, well depending on the version. I guess it depends who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But in this case, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's a really great kind of like post-World War II story, which I guess this also falls into. And like, uh, I mean, no one served in this movie because they're all rich and well off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really good. And the movie's great with Humphrey Bogart. So directed yeah. by Nicholas Ray. Would definitely recommend. It's always on TCM. 
give it a give it a go. Yeah. So that's a double barreled did you, wreck. Did you read that yep. one, Emily? No. You didn't? Oh, okay. Oh, Elena did. Elena did. And you two are the same in my mind. Yep, previous guest Elena. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, previous well, I mean, guest they Elena. Both, yeah, they both co- co-hosted Lit Angeles, therefore one person. One You're person. Lit Angeles co-host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We in, are. In the same way that all three of us are the same person. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, it's really good. Yeah, I will consider reading very very yeah. dark very <laughs> similar much in tone very similar yeah that would be funny if like our wrecks if we change the format and our wrecks are literally pitching to each other i think you would really honestly, like this, love this. Yeah. honestly yeah i would take that if this whole podcast was just people pitching me things personally i would be a guest <laughs> all the time yeah like that's great well we could do that but we'll, we'll just pitching call, and we'll screaming we'll call it a phone call we'll and then and then just you're taping all my phone calls, phone calls now? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you have signed turn. off <laughs> we're very good at forgery yeah. on this podcast <laughs> Like some people. Are we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're talented. Oh, I see. What, what a great. You yeah, got it. You segue. know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Your uh, time. Your I time was to I was Alan, trying to think that's of your real name. Con movies. It is. Okay. Uh, I mean, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind was a good call. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great I one. was yeah. thinking of a lot of movies. I was thinking of uh, Six Degrees of Separation, which oh, is yes. also yes. about uh, incepting your way into a family and yeah. also a gay hustler. Uh, I was thinking of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, The Sting. But honestly, yeah. when I was reading this, the book version especially of Ripley, I kept thinking of Good Time, where oh, he's just yeah. going from yeah. bad situation, bad situation, mm. and making it work. But it's <laughs> yeah. fucking stressful the entire time. That was like the deepest comparison that I kept coming back to. Honestly, uh, that's funny because I thought of like Uncut Gems at a certain yeah. point. Um, and just being like, softies wow. are all over. This I'm bad like, boy. yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm much more stressed out by Ripley than I was by Adam Sandler. Yeah, which is like such a bold <laughs> statement. But yeah. I was like, I, I like, I was like, I like have to put this book down because yeah. I'm stressed out. By well, this I think because especially in the book, like you hear his whole thought process, yeah. and you're like. How does he fucking keep getting away with this? Like, <laughs> right. Holy yeah. shit. He's always pushing it just a little too far. And then he's constantly like, am I just trying to get caught? I'm like, yes. Kind of, yeah, uh, pretty much. Sending that will? What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? No, exactly. Oh, my God. He's like, I'm dude. bored. Like, <laughs> Let me find oh the perfect, perfect moment to just make it obvious that I did everything and yeah. to get the money. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but a lot of good time, especially in the book version. Not necessarily the movie version is a totally different animal, which mm-hmm. I think we'll get into mm-hmm. for sure. I already said it. Speaking of our first episode, I already said it in our first episode. But the the sort of inner thoughts of a psycho thing reminded me a lot of uh, the Killer Inside Me, Jim Thompson, mm-hmm. one of my favorite books. Um, so I'll just quickly say that. But um, it, I also thought of that. Uh, I'm going to screw up her name, but Julia Ducourneau film Teton that oh, came yeah. out a couple years ago. Oh. Um, I mean, you oh, know, I, also, very, I have one more wreck after you. I forgot. Sure. Ahead, no problem. Right, go ahead. Uh, very famous. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? Just talk in the middle. We'll say it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Stereo, I believe they call that. Yeah. Be like a Velvet Underground situation. Um, uh, yeah. You know, just a, just a lady who just uh, goes a little crazy. I mean, she does have sex with a car and have a car baby. That that's that's one thing. But uh, I'm sorry. What? And Titan. Titan. You've seen that? Seen the? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the third weirdest thing to happen in a French movie. Like like Crash style having sex uh, with sorry, a car. I'm thirteenth weirdest. Counselor yeah. style. <laughs> what, what kind of sex are we talking? Mm, a 
we'll from column A, a little from column B. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Have to see it to believe it. Oh, well, um, I think I will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, also like, yeah, she's uh, she antisocial, uh, creating havoc, and then uh, just takes on the identity of another person and and passes for this uh, dude's son, even though she is pregnant with a car baby. Um, you're really losing me with car baby. I'm very intrigued by this. I, yeah. it, well, it doesn't sound like yeah, you're lost. It sounds like you're in. Yeah, I know I am in. Yeah, I am in, so. <laughs> I'm lost that I haven't seen it before. <laughs> I can't believe it, honestly. Uh, do, some, so, do some introspection over there. Know where no, you're, let's you not talk that. crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk where yourself. were you in the year 2021? Uh, we're not when going it came into out? the basement, oh, as it were. Unlock the basement. <laughs> okay. Oh, and also, I don't know how good of an adaptation it is, but the Vim Vendor's film, The American Friend, is based on another Ripley book, and it's. Oh. Fucking great. Mm. You got Dennis Hopper. You got Bruno Guns. Uh, check that one out. All right. What were you going to say, Alan? Oh, there was just this, uh, because we're in uh, Ripley's mind for most of the book, it reminded me also of this, I really don't even know how to describe this book. It's called TikTok by John Sladek, I think. He's like mm-hmm. a 60s sci-fi writer. Mm-hmm. And it's basically American Psycho, but if he was a robot. Mm. Like it's oh. said in Asimov's universe where this robot gets past the three rules Uh, and he becomes like an art serial killer but we're in his head the whole time and I don't know it just popped in my head check it out it's a great book that sounds great you said a real interesting thing in there which was American Psycho and uh, (laughs) 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 that's a very good comparison as well I would say also yeah Yeah. yeah, pretty much of course yeah slam yeah dunk slam dunk (laughs) yeah yeah. nailed it Um, so rehearsed over here We're great. <laughs> this is great. I'm not cutting anything. This is going to be the first episode where I make no, no edits. No edits. Why would we? Solid gold. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. Let's talk about the topic of today, which is the talented Mr. Ripley, the book, the movie. Uh, the book from 1955, the movie from 1999. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And also, uh, I don't know if anybody got a chance to watch Purple Noon. I literally jammed it in right before we arrived. Did I any- wanted to want to. You no. wanted to want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, was that in the text thread as a me. as a suggestion? Because I missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 we can I can do a little capper at the end because it's it. There's a few notable things, but it's much it's much yeah. easier to just compare the '99 movie and the book. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Tyler, would you like to do your usual thing and take us through the plot of the thing? Yeah, and let's we'll get we'll, into it. Yeah, we'll jump Crack in or whatever. Well, so, okay, uh, yeah, so starting with the book, we meet Ripley, He's uh, believes he's being followed, perhaps by a policeman, uh, and again, like you were saying, he's always, like, on the edge of getting caught, and, like, should yeah. he push it one step further, and so, like, in this moment, he's like, I could try to lose this guy, or I'll go get another gin and tonic. Just see what he has to say. <laughs> Just yeah. see what, you know, why not? I'll hear him out. And so, he's approached by uh, Dickie, or Herbert Greenleaf. Not of the Greenleaf Shipping Company. They have some other name. But anyways, he's like, or a, a shipbuilder. Uh, and he's like, you kind of know my son, right? You know Dickie. Uh, you know that crazy guy who's awesome? And uh, he's like, yeah, sort of know him. It's like, well, do you want to go to Italy and like try to bring him back to America for me? Because yeah. his mom is sick. Uh, great offer. I'll pay your way. Honestly, first class. one of the best offers you oh, can get from a stranger. Who would want that? 
in a so, bar. So good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as far as strangers and bars offers go, yeah. it's pretty high. It's I feel like top three easily. So they bring him in. They like try to talk to him. He goes to their house, and then he's like completely in. So when we meet him, he's he's a bit of a scamp. He's a bit of a rapscallion who's like uh, trying to you know con people out of uh, like fake IRS yeah. checks and he's things. An opportunist, you know, he's uh, you know I think he's creating opportunities for himself. Yeah, we call that He's creating the opportunities. <laughs> but uh, but I I love that the scam is so not thought out. He's like, well, I can scam these people into paying me their owed taxes in quotes, but like I, they're giving it to a name that I don't have an account for and cannot cash these checks. And the so moment I cash them, it'd know? become very obvious that I did it and should be arrested. <laughs> yeah, he basically was just like, ah, I've, I've made some nice confetti for myself, yeah. these checks. Uh, but he like keeps trying. He's like, you know, kind of, so we kind of see that there are the seeds, the inklings of him being kind of a bad person are there. But he decides, okay, I'm going to go to Italy. He falls in with Dickie Greenleaf immediately and uh, Marge Oh, Marge. Oh, poor sweet Marge. Mm-hmm. Um, justice for Marge. Justice for Marge. Uh, so they, they kind of fall in. They begin, they, It takes a little while to like get Dickie to, to warm up to him, but then they become very close. He moves in. And actually, like the clincher is like basically telling Dickie that his dad sent him there. He like really likes that. It's like, ooh, ha-ha, now we're getting yeah. one on it's over It's like him. his last-ditch effort to stay in. Just yes. Just coming clean in a way. In I a guess. way, and being like, look, your dad's so desperate. He sent me here. And then that they become friends, and they like try to spend the money that his dad gave him. I, well, I don't know how you put like the relationship. They get very close very quickly. There's there's definitely like an undercurrent of like it being a love like infatuation with Dickie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dickie's kind of like, nah, you know, we're kind of done. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It's been a we had a good run, pal. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically around that same time, he's like, well, I'll just I'll should probably kill this guy and steal his identity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And become him. <laughs> And that's what he does. He beats him over the head with an oar <laughs> repeatedly yeah. and then sinks him to the bottom of a bay and then scuttles the boat. And then he's got a bunch of Dickie's money. And then the rest of the movie, or the rest of the book, is him just kind of trying to like escape, like get away clean. And again, every chance, pushing it as close to the line as humanly possible. Yeah. And like he deals with Marge. Uh, Marge, who's a very different character, like, you know, like there's moments with like the push and pull of Marge and Dickie and like Dickie wanting to spend more time with Marge because Marge wants more time with Dickie and Tom clearly hates her. Uh, and kind of vice versa in the book, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the book, right. They both kind of, yeah. yeah, have their issues with one another. And then it's they, it's yeah. almost funny to me that that she's I mean, the full name, I think, is Marjorie Sherwood. Yeah. But um, it's so funny that she's they kept Marge in the movie because like Marge in the book, like when you hear the name Marge, you sort of are like Marge. Yeah. And that's definitely how, how um, Ripley feels about her is Ugh, Marge. But like when she's played by Gwyneth Paltrow, it's like, it feels slightly out of place, but it's just like a fifties name. And you're like, I guess people in the fifties had this name. Even I mean, if his they name like is, Gwyneth. is Dickie, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Different time. I mean, Dickie's, <laughs> Dickies pretty you cool. You know a lot Dickies of Dickies. Cool you know, you a lot of Dickies. You don't know any Dickies. <laughs> I know the pants, Dickies. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing out. Uh, he's heir to the Dickies fortune. I guess I was born wrong. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and also there's so like another friend from the past shows up, Freddie Miles, who like also dis- disrupts things. And uh, later, uh, Ripley has to kill him to continue to cover his tracks. It, it becomes like this: he's covering his tracks, he's killing people, he's like doing things. He's you know, at a certain point, Dickies under suspicion. Uh, but he's now Dicky, so then he has to like shapeshift back into Tom, and you know basically throw all the suspicion on him, and then 
write a fake suicide note and then they like only Marge finally gives in when she's like well if you have his rings if he gave you his rings then he must actually have killed himself the family's willing to buy this excuse everybody buys this excuse and then he sends a fake will (laughs) being like and actually I want that young man Tom Ripley to get all my money and the family's (laughs) like you know what we respect his wishes and he's like seriously (laughs) (laughs) he really saw you as a brother guys you were more than than brothers Yeah. Um, yeah Ripley's the only one that can't believe it worked it's a, I, you know, and there's a moment early in the book when he's like, things just kind of always worked out for me. So I'm going to yeah. keep operating under that assumption. Yeah. And he's, and he's never he's proven not wrong. wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. The ending is he's going to get off of like a, a steamer or something in Greece. And he's like, oh, there's probably police at the dock waiting for me. And there are. And then but he gets off and they don't want him. And he walks past. And so it's like he's kind of stuck with this, like, I'm going to be haunted by police forever. But it was pretty fun. Yeah. I wouldn't even say he's haunted. I think because, like, at the end, end, he's like, "Oh, and I'm gonna get flowers for the old lady I saw on the boat." Like, I think it's more. I think it's more a vibe of more a vibe of like, "Oh wow, I'm so good at this, I can get away with it." Yeah, Yeah. that was definitely more the vibe I got at the end. I guess it's more paranoia than being haunted, but like the idea that of just like, but it's basically how he started. Yeah, right. It's 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 totally cyclical in that way at all, which is very interesting. It's just like, yeah, he has achieved something on a bigger scale than he had, but it is completely cyclical where he's like. I'm just always going to be chased, but it's kind of yeah. fun. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, that's that's the thing about the book versus the movie is that the book is so con- just like him overanalyzing every interaction and being like, this is what's giving me away. This is what's giving me yeah. this. And him and getting like, away no, with it. Yeah. Far too dumb for you to be this worried. <laughs> yeah. You're you're golden. It's a classic rich people are dumb. Take their money story. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally giving it away. Yeah. Uh, so that that's the book. Yeah, does that sound right, Emily? You got anything yeah. in there? Yeah, no, I think that sounds that sounds right from my recollection of having just read it. Uh, but um, I yeah, and just, I think just finished moments before. Yeah, starting. you're like it's so it's fresh. fresh. <laughs> it's very fresh. Yeah. And I think like the big yeah that big difference of like. Uh, how Thomas in, in the book from the the movie is yeah. like that you get to really see like the interiority of it all yeah. um, in the book and uh, also I'm just thinking I was thinking about that um, the way that he plots to escape things I can't believe it works ever like yeah. the, the way it shouldn't work at all it shouldn't work at all and I think there are some differences in the book and the movie in terms of like how that exactly plays out but like even with the rings at the end yeah. or like needing to get away it just doesn't I can't believe it works Um, there's no reason he should be so slippery yeah I think the biggest change from the book to the movie is definitely like they make him much less evil immediately and they make everyone else much worse yeah it's more of an accident that he kills Dickie yeah it seems way more like a crime of passion yes exactly it's not premeditated in the way that it is in the book yeah he's planning it he's like I guess I'm gonna do this right now just take him out and there's probably an anchor and I'll tie that to him and I would say it he does have like a fascination slash obsession with Dickie, but I think in the book it's more pointed that he's like asexual. Like he doesn't seem to care about no. I think romance. He, I think he seems queer in yeah. the in the book, but I think that no, he definitely does. Yeah, but yeah. He does but make a point of being like, I don't care about any sort of relationship. Right. It's Men, not going to be. Like, I'm giving them both up. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. yeah. He has that recurring joke, joke that yeah. he does. Yeah. yeah. And they do put drop that line at the beginning of the movie where he's like talking about how he regrets not um, 
he's like, oh, I could have done played it so different if only I'd done it so differently, like just not been so so come on so strong because he just like fumbles the bag. Oh, this was the part that I that you left out that I find interesting, which is um, the moment where he where uh, Dickie walks in on Tom trying on his clothes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that moment is like when it's too gay. Yes. Yeah. It gets yeah. too gay. And, like, and like Dickie is like, doing? what the fuck? Get the fuck out of my yeah. clothes. Sorry, um, Skylight Books for swearing so much on the pod. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, marked, it's marked explicit. So yeah, they, exactly. they know what they're getting. Um, and yeah. And so he's like, get out of my clothes. He's like, even my shoes. You're in my shoes. Yeah. Which is like too far for him. Yeah. Um, and that was the moment where I was like, oh, yeah, he wants to be. It's like it's kind of like maybe queer in the way of like he wants to be him. Yeah. And yeah. also. Right. Kiss yeah. him a it's, little yeah. bit. It's just a little. It's just a little. They kind of change the context of that in the movie, too, because that happens in the book. And it's like it's a f- kind of a fight over Marge. Yeah. That yeah. He's like coming back from and he sees. And then in the book, it's like, oh, he was just with that guy, Freddie Miles. Philip Seymour Hoffman oh who's throwing oh 110 God. miles an oh, hour. Oh, oh, oh. You peeping, Tommy? Tommy, are you peeping? How's the peeping, Tommy? Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy. Dude, I, I rewatched oh that three times. It's incredible. It made me laugh every time. he does is incredible. I cackled. I was cackling. Everything. The little hand he had oh, while God. he was walking around looking in the like apartment right before he got murdered. Oh, yeah. said, like, He's just oh. figuring it out. It's like yeah. figure it out faster, man. Yeah. You're about to be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Uh, but that was sort of there was like male jealousy there of like this guy's a better friend or like yeah. a closer to him as a ma- like it was kind of interesting. Also, just a great shot in that moment where he like goes behind the mirror and it's his head just above the mirror and then you see Jude Law in the like. There's a lot of good mirror reflection work in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's 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 something too. Is like in the book, there's definitely the aspect of Tom wants Dickie's station, he wants his power, he wants his privilege, he wants his money. Um, but the movie is definitely like that stuff's good. But I also just want him. I want his love and yeah. and that whole yeah. He's much more tragic. That whole like yeah. line um, or little speech that. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow has where she's like when Dickie like gives you his attention and love it's like sunshine but he's very fickle and he'll just turn it off and turn it on someone else just and like that's what happens with Freddie in in that trip is like suddenly Tom is in no longer got the sunshine and Freddie's got the sunshine and yeah, and he's driven to murder. Yeah, well, uh, another great. Well, I think I think of a very good change from the book to the movie is that in the book he's a painter. Uh, um, right. That Dickie is yeah. a, a bad painter. A bad painter, yeah. and they're like, oh, he's so bad. But yeah. in the movie, it's all jazz. It's jazz. Baby. I, I also no more like art, that change. Jazz. Yeah. I have problems with some of the other ones, but like the jazz one makes the most sense. to it me. It really makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially I, in like a movie setting, yeah. it like added so much yeah. to it. And it's yeah. also something that Ripley can now be a part of when he pulls him on stage. Stage and shit like that with that insane oh club. Oh, when he incredible. Went, like him singing, Matt Damon singing My Funny Valentine was <laughs> the, so just not what I expected out of my evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an uncanny moment because I was like, wait, that's not Chet Baker, but someone's impersonating Chet Baker. And yeah. it's like, oh, Matt Damon is impersonating yeah. Chet Baker. Well, because guys, he's so good at impressions. He's so he's good good at did impressions. a dead on James Redhorn Impression. Well, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. I, I think his James Redhorn kind of sucks. Like, yes. on, it wasn't great. 
tough. Uh, yeah. You know. It only works because he is also playing it up when we meet him as a character. So you're like, okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. James yeah. Redhorn plays uh, Dickie's dad, yeah. uh, Herbert Greenleaf, in the film. Um, yeah. You may know him from such movies as The Game. Uh, Independence Day. Uh, Usually a bad guy, no? Seinfeld. Bunch of stuff. Probably. Yeah. He's got that bad guy face. All yeah, time character actor. Yeah. A, a great that guy. Also kind of a different version from the book. In the book, he's like a everyone's trustworthy. I just want my son back. In this one, he's just like a titan of industry who's just like, mm, Frank? When he's like walking past people, it's like, okay, dude. <laughs> he was, he also like had a much smaller part in the movie. True. Like where everything else from the book, I think they like expanded out in the movie. Yeah. Like they, they added so much more. Yeah. Um, he just kind of was like. I think they gave the a lot same. of his stuff to like Peter. Yeah. Not the oh. romance stuff, but like yeah. just the just yeah. the talking through things and complicating things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but I mean also like again like Meredith, in the book I, I think he represents like acceptance of this world and maybe like the film is less interested in like him being accepted in the world and more just being like Yeah, cuz there's his mimicry or moments yeah. like when he first writes him a letter in the book he's like I'm thinking of taking a job here, you know, as almost to be like a hint to him like you can hire me to work a job. Like he's really doesn't really care how he gets in and seemingly like yeah. but like mm-hmm. that stuff's not in the it's just not in the movie. Which is fine. Yeah, the movie just has totally different priorities. Yeah. Well, like, they definitely blow out Marge in a big way. Because I feel like yeah. the contempt for Marge in the book, both from, like, Ripley, but also, I'm going to just say it, Patricia Highsmith. Patricia Highsmith does not like Marge. <laughs> a lot of Marge is out there, man. She does not like her at all. A lot of Marge is out uh, there. But yeah. I also wonder if that's something that in 1955 is supposed to tip you off, like, oh, this guy doesn't like women. He's mm-hmm. gay. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 No, he has like absolutely no. I think that was absolutely the point because he's so uninterested her in her and like in I and her bras and her bra her disgusting bras (laughs) and the way that she likes the same guy as him. Like, come on. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, But technically, she was there first. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, she was there first. (laughs) Trying to protect her corner. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. Yeah. That like in the movie it's completely flipped where it's like at first in the book she hates him and is like doesn't trust him and then by the end weirdly likes him yeah it was that part also, is like maybe the least believable um i think the least believable part is when he assumes dickie's identity when he gets to <laughs> italy which right. is the whole reason why the whole ending is fucked for him. Yeah. It's like, why did he do that? Yeah. Like, I don't understand the motivation there right. at that, all. Like, all this evidence is pointing to him, but him as Dickie. So they're like, oh, maybe Dickie killed Tom Ripley. So he's like, ah, fuck. I got to stop being Dickie for a moment to be yeah. Tom Ripley to prove I'm alive. Yeah, got to pop in and out. <laughs> right. I'm two guys. Also, just the way that he had a, his sense of how to impersonate people was so funny. Because, like, in the book, at least... He He's like, all you really got to do is, like, have a vibe. Yeah. Like, you just got to present. It's not even about looking like them. It's just about kind of, like, smiling maybe a little bit like them. Yeah. Like, it's, like, nothing (laughs) that would actually, in the year 2024, work. No. I don't think it would have worked Nothing of the Yeah, this would never have worked in 2024, but yeah. No, and and that's the thing, too, is, like, I think that's why the the film still has to be set in the 50s, because you'd just be like, yeah, there'd be so many pictures of, like, Dickie Greenleaf that they could compare to and be like, uh, no. Uh, Right, yeah. Oh, the shipbuilding scion who's on the cover of every, uh, like, tablet? 
Floyd and and has like an entire Instagram fan account de- dedicated to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who's that guy? <laughs> What's he look like? Yeah. Well, and then actually also in the movie, because uh, so in the movie there's the Kate Blanchett plays Meredith. Meredith, thank mm-hmm. you. Which remember. is an yeah added storyline. Yeah, completely yeah. new storyline that is kind of interesting. Like she kind of reoccurs throughout as like also another different she's what in textiles like another spoiled rich kid yeah mm-hmm. who he meets very early. but a more relatable spoiled rich yes. kid because she hates having her money oh she ha- <laughs> and she can only say that to other people who grew up and hate their money as well um, yeah. but yeah that was like an interesting again an added like wrinkle because that eventually comes back into the plot eventually same with peter right and, that's that's bl- yeah, that is also yeah, yeah. Well, but but it, but it's also interesting too because like in that first interaction, he immediately like even before getting to Italy, he's like, "I am Dicky Green." That's what I'm yes. saying. If he yeah. hadn't done yeah. that, he would have been fully golden. Right. Like yeah. I don't yeah. understand his motivations yeah. for that because so, he only takes his identity when that uh, that like concierge calls him Dicky, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I can pass for him." Right. At least that's what the movie is right. essentially yeah. telling yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because, like, yeah, I mean, also in the movie, he starts out, he's just, like, a guy who's hustling around, like, working a bunch of jobs, and yeah. he's a piano player. So he starts out much more innocent, and then, yeah, I don't know, like, gets a taste of, like, having someone carry his luggage, and he's like, I could get used to this real yeah. fast. But, yeah, it's a weird, I don't know, like, it's he does It's a very weird it. choice. It's, it's seemingly only there to complicate the ending. I, yeah, I, I also I don't, don't know. know that I agree that he's innocent, because he, even though he's being sort of jocular and and, and uh, you know lighthearted, like when he first meets Dickie in the film, he's like, "What's your talents?" He's like, "Oh, well, impersonating people, forging signatures, this and this and this." Um, so he's yeah. he's clearly already a little bit. He's doing a so-so hand gesture. So-so. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. so-so. That, that's what that hand gesture yeah, yeah, yeah. was. Oh, I thought it was you were punctuating with jazz hands. Yeah. <laughs> jazz okay. hands. It is a jazzy movie. Sideways jazz hands. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly different than the opening of the book, which is just like this man is doing crimes mm-hmm. and had done other crimes. Yeah. Um, and will continue, and we'll to, continue do to do crimes. And will continue to do crimes. And it's time probably for him to leave town where it's like, I was like, look at this man working a job. Yeah, yeah, he's earning money. He's working. That's a so crazy. Lot of he, he's yeah. much more sad. Yeah, in yeah. the in the bathroom cleaning all those gentlemen yeah, exactly. shoulders like, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. just like throwing dollar bills at him. Oh, fucking yeah. peasant. <laughs> but it's like that. That gives you more of the like he's dying to get into this social sphere that he's never been able to touch. Yeah, kind of vibe. Um, than than in the book. Yeah, in the book, it, he just kind of again, it just goes back to good time where he's just going from situation to situation. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, here's a new thing I can probably just bang out, figure out. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and not, it's not really about like opulence ever for him. Like, no, not really. Like, I mean, there is a in little the book, bit. Yeah. yeah, he's not like he's like not like I want to have this like really beautiful thing necessarily. I mean, he just wants. Well, he the in the money. in the book he's he's just a straight up sociopath. Right. Yes, exactly. Because we're in his mind, and we're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're in this one. He's like, mm, well, that, right. I, I feel like I'm owed this, and I I I have worked hard, and I think it should be mine. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I was gonna say the the descriptions in the book of like leading into both of the killings is so nonchalant. Yeah. And just like, especially with Freddie Biles, it sounds like it's just like Freddie came back into the room. He grabbed a ashtray and bashed him in the head with it just like that's it no no like no 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 just like tell me walk in (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean this is what has to be done yeah right like he knows that's the one way to get out of this situation basically yeah 
And then does the really crazy, I kind of love that part in the book because then he does like, he, he has to go super method and like ha- put a drink a bunch and like smoke a bunch of cigarettes and be like, this place is going to be a total mess because I was here hanging out with Freddie all mm-hmm. day. And then I'm going to go dump his body and I'll come back and I'll clean it up. But I need to see the space like this so I can <laughs> right. lie about it. Yeah, right. he's yeah, way he's more like, methodical it, it, in the it's book. It's crazy. It's insane. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah, we were here smoking cigarettes and drinking all day. And uh, that's what it, this is what it would have looked like. So, yeah. And he did the same, this a very similar thing on the boat, too, yeah. with like figuring out how to like, it's like, yeah. oh, well, he fell in. like, And he always creates the narrative of what happened yeah. to he's him. He's a storyteller, man. He really yeah. is. And <laughs> even towards the end when he kind of looks like he might have he was thinking about killing Marge and in the book, which doesn't happen, but he's like, Oh, she just fell down the stairs. Like, yeah, Oh, right. so slippery. My house in Venice. Like these slippery stairs and yeah. she was gone forever, but then she doesn't die. So, which is shocking in both, in all cases. Yeah, especially honestly. in the movie. I well, it's definitely. I mean, well, he stopped in the movie. Yeah, he has stopped. It's definitely yeah. wants you to think she's she's about to get yeah. stabbed real good, but um, no. Yeah, and yeah. she certainly thinks that as well. She's backing up into the door, <laughs> she's afraid for of her him. life. His <laughs> right. hand is bleeding through the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's so, like, hmm, there might be a razor in there. I might be getting a second smile right yeah. underneath the other one. Yeah, right. So that's like that major difference again with like mm-hmm. the shift in Marge from like book to movie where like in the book by the end she's like oh my god of course oh this is a big plot point is that like in the book everyone is like Tom convinces everyone that Dickie has basically committed suicide and like maybe committed these murders but maybe feels bad about killing Freddy mm-hmm. whatever and then everyone convince, is convinced that he's committed suicide including Marge in the yeah. movie She's like, no fucking way. No fucking no way, No fucking dude. way. And so, like, he's We were going to get married, you dumbass. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> we were going to get married. Yeah. He would never, and it's the exact same thing, he would never take off his rings. Yeah, right. You took them, which is more believable. It's pretty Completely. believable. As opposed yeah. to being like, he would never talk, take off his rings. He must have killed himself. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, I think, like, yeah, she's smarter in the movie. She's yeah. way smarter in the There's movie. There's the uh, added angle of, like, oh, it's the 50s, so every man around her is just like, she's hysterical. Yeah. She's kooky crazy. Well, it, and, and the dad says something like, "It's there's women intuition, and then there's facts. It's <laughs> like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. They're really yeah. laying that on <laughs> there. And, and, and to build on what you said about Highsmith, she does paint her as, like, I don't know, for lack of a better, like, Non-misogynist way it does paint her as like a dumb cow, like Could've like gone with dummy. I don't got to say yeah, dumb cow. cow. Jesus. Yeah. No. 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 Not I really wanted to just bit of give, a dumb dumb. Give sure. Her, <laughs> give her that little. Yeah. She doesn't know any better. She's writing a book, living her life in Italy. Yeah. You know, chew, chewing her cut in the dream. Yeah. Chewing her cut in the field. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that is also a point in the book is that like Dickie and her actually don't have like a romantic relationship, but in the movie they're like and they do get engaged. They are again uh, Tom peeps on them yeah. on the boat. Uh, they're not well, their boots on the boat. Is the Savannah stuff in the book too? No, I don't no. remember that either. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing with like oh, him, it's really yeah. just making Jude all look bad. And, it, come on, again, man. He's a bad he's just spreading the love, dude. Yeah. I mean, when you were Jude the sunshine, and you look like Law? that, right? I mean, Come it'd be a crime to keep that bottle it's, up. It's, 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 that's 1999 Jude Law, <laughs> but excellent. He's yeah. about to so do Gattaca, the same well, thing. Yeah, that's the other moment. Is, so is the bath scene... <gasps> the bath scene. Pre or post him trying clothes on? Because if it's like, if you're mad about trying clothes... I think it's pre. It, is it's it pre. It's pre. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to remember because... Because that's when it starts going 
weird. It starts yeah. to get a little, yeah. He's like, I come on, let mean me. with you so, in it. Yeah. They're you playing. After pausing for 30 he, seconds. He, he was <laughs> grasping at that <laughs> straw. Yeah. He was like, I gotta climb to the ceiling yeah. to get that one because yeah. it's gonna be a minute. Uh, Jude Law's <laughs> just in the bath playing chess. As and, you do. And Tom is just sitting outside the bath Yeah, how do we chess? get, I want to see the scene <laughs> before yeah. that. I'm gonna bathe. You want to play a game you of chess? You want to play a chess yeah, game right. of chess while sure I, thing, I bathe? But only if I can get in after a little while. Yeah. It's cold. And he's like, what, gay? What? Mm? Yeah. What? Mm? <laughs> well, that is an interesting thing because I, I did a little movie research and it's like, obviously this had been a thing in the 90s and even earlier because people were aware of this with like basic instinct, the idea of like the homicidal homosexual and like... Yeah. That's what I was really worried about since it's so much more pronounced in the movie. It's I was so like, are they going to make it like... Where like he like cuddles yeah. with Dicky after he kills him. Like he's like in his arms yeah. and he like tries to sleep on his shoulder on the train and stuff. Like there's, yeah. a, there's some interesting... I think I think it's totally different. Yeah. Oh, oh, it is. Yeah, it definitely all is. the way through. He's uh, so much. He's just a sad boy. He's a very sad, sad boy. A sad, talented boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many talents. So many. Different or what talents. does the credit do? Is like talented, mysterious, all those things. Oh, oh my that god, was so good. It was a pretty cool. I was like, that's. I was pretty like, fun. yeah. It's yeah. just like flashing all the adjectives. Yeah. All, yeah. But that. So I don't know. But so that was interesting. Like the director Anthony Minghella was like. Look, we can tell any kind of story about a gay person. It doesn't. It just this one just happens to be a murderer. Yeah, which is like fine. I mean, I think that's okay. But it, like, they definitely accentuate it. They make it much more about like the emotional connection he feels to Dickie as opposed to again like this guy's associate. With like, which is like a movie choice, right? To be yeah. like, we want to sympathize with this guy at the beginning, so then like you go along with him to the end, as opposed to. From the like get go, in a book, like you, I feel like you have so much more runway, especially if you're like it's in true. a guy's head, and you're like, "Ooh, this is, yeah. I'm getting a and, peek at this guy." And even in the moment when he's in his clothes in the in the mirror, like he's playing a show tune, he's kind of prancing around, but it's in a way that doesn't feel like it's like, "Look how queer he is." You know, it feels like, "Look how comfortable in his skin he feels." Yeah, and then Dickie comes in and is like, "What the fuck are you doing yeah. in my clothes, prancing around to a show tune, or Gilbert and Sullivan, or whatever?" Yeah, like. Whereas in the book, it's he's pretending to be Dickie. He's murder- having a full on conversation. Yeah, he's having a full on conversation, yeah. and he's murdering Marge. Yes, <laughs> so you need to much know, more understandable his where, rage. Where these psyches are at are very different between the movie and the book, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of. That's kind of what I liked about the book is that you don't really have someone that's just like, I'm just a bad piece of shit in the very <laughs> beginning and you're with them as the protagonist. Whereas like the movie goes its own way and ult- like eventually, eventually I was like, okay, I'm with this. But at first I was like, oh, man, they're making him like, it's the, it's the Joker all over again. They're making him sad. Like, I don't, I don't want to feel sad about him. I want to feel that he's clever and he's just getting away with it. And isn't that crazy? I mean, he's, there's still plenty of moments, I think, in the movie that I felt the same feeling of being like, Tom, no. Tom, yeah. you can't do You can't, you can't do be that. doing that. Like, Tom, yeah. it's so, it's, it makes me so uncomfortable. Please don't. Like, please don't. And I'm like, my skin is crawling. Yeah. I'm so upset with you. And yeah, so I still think there's plenty of that yeah, feeling right. that I get, well, but it's for different reasons. Well, that whole yeah. opera scene where he's pretending to be Dickie. So so one of the things the movie does, too, is just like give him a little more playtime as Dickie. Yeah. Um, so there's that scene where he, he takes Meredith, Kate Blanchett, to the opera as Dickie, but then Peter and... Um, Marge. Marge? Peter and Marge are there. And so then he has to like do That's the switch. Take off. Marge. 
<laughs> Justin you, absolutely you were, hates you were, Mark. Were you trying to not <laughs> say <laughs> dumb cow again? That, that dumb cow. Oh, God, what's, what's that, that dumb cow's dumb name? Fucking cow, I fucking, oh, that goop uh, selling. Uh, yeah. uh, so he's like taking off Dickie's rings and swapping it for his glasses and like like doing a bit of a Mrs. Doubtfire bowing. I truly <laughs> wanted that so bad at the mm-hmm. cafe the next morning. I wanted yeah. him to be like, oh, what about this table? <laughs> glasses on. And yeah. then it like, oh, it would have been incredible. Yeah. Oh, I, I was also looking forward to that. It's so good. It was a little bummed. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, Kate Blanchett, sit in the back and it's inside and they'll sit on the porch and then we'll just. Yeah. Oh, it would have been so good. Anyways. Instead, it's a different bombshell goes off. Yeah. Uh, wait, sorry, you were saying about purpose, the opera, though. Justin. Sorry, do you want to finish your point? <laughs> I guess just I, that I he's genu- swapping back and forth. I genuinely lost it. I lost the point because well, it's a was, lot of swapping. He was yeah. um, doing his his dicky dicky sticky at the oh, um, <laughs> at be- the opera. Bellissimo, as they, as they say. <laughs> we don't sell merch, but if we did, that'd be the <laughs> first shirt. Sticky. A dicky well, sticky. I mean, we think we should know. Yeah, at the opera. Yeah. I, I don't know if this was my point, but but it, but talking about it doesn't make me think. Like, what do you think about the added stuff like that? Like, that feels very movie to me, but it doesn't necessarily feel like this story to me. Like, uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think? It it has him like kind of like channeling his emotions a bit more when he's like crying in the opera scene, mm, yeah. which I was like, not my Ripley. My Ripley's well, a cold hearted bastard. In the, uh, in the steamer. Remember when he gets in the bed finally alone and he like sobs? Mm. Mm. But that's because yeah, I guess so. He does but cry. But this like this was like he was moved by art. Yes. This well, was, yeah, he yeah. like saw he, like, well, art reflected life. For yeah, him and a like, little bit. Yeah, and, and he's like, it, I did that. Oh my god, it yeah, was so he's crazy. Like, so wild. <laughs> wow, he bled almost as much as that giant red curtain that yeah. came. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful that red, red cur- that red curtain was kind of cool. Yeah, kind of yeah, really rolled. I was like, yeah. do I like the opera? The opera is kind of cool. That's what I thought. I was like, man, I should really get the opera. I didn't know they were killing yeah, like, this Oh, man. Cool. Um, I think to your question, Justin, I I like liked a lot of the things that they added into the movie, but also I think it had so much to do with like the star-studded cast and yeah. like I could this. use more Jude Law, man. I'll yeah, tell you, I'll oh tell you man, what. that era of Jude Law. And I was like- He's re- just cooking the he's whole movie. so yeah. good. And like I was reading about him getting cast in, in the movie and that was like his breakout role Mm. and you know they were like kind of shaping this whole cast picking him and his agent was like no way don't do this movie like don't do it you're gonna die on page 75 and then i think he really was like no let me cook i got this yeah and it's like and i think that like the way that like of me yeah that like dicky he like took dicky to a whole different place that he I didn't. I thought Dickie was pretty flat in the book. Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. really like his character at all. Uh, and in the I think book. if yeah. like he had been a little bit more like it's Jude Law as like Playboy, international, rich guy, like living it up in Italy. He loves jazz. He just wants to play a saxophone and he wants to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And it's like not the same Dickie at all. Yeah. But I did. I mean, I just love Jude Law. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm like well, me just being like. We all and do. so, anyways, Jude Law was hot, yeah. and I thought that was pretty cool about <laughs> and, the movie. And, and, and in the same way, like as we were talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman, like yeah, he adds so much to what is could just use like more him too. Yeah. What, what is just like uh, you know a plot mechanic in the book? Yeah, but Freddy's like, no one in the book, yeah. and he is so much fun to love and love to hate and hate he's to love. Smirking like, in every fucking oh, scene he's man. in, and he hates Tom from minute one. <laughs> minute one. He 
he's like this. He calls him Tommy like immediately, oh and you know he hates it. Oh man, <laughs> he's just uh, that line where he's just like that and the corduroy jacket. Yeah. He's just like making fun of the corduroy In jacket. The There's something about the way he speaks is yeah. like, "What a job you have!" Like yeah. everything just like oh it, like, yeah, he's comes like, out just... and then goes back into his <laughs> yeah. mouth. Yeah, and you're like, "How does he do that?" It's yeah. so weird. He's just like describing what he's doing and debasing him. And be like, "Oh, if you ever retire, I'll take that from you." Oh, I would gladly take bored, it. Tom. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's Philip Seymour Hoffman doing that rich guy voice, and oh, just chomping, just Rest chomping every peace. scene he's in. My yeah, guy. the best. Oh, the best. I would just say a quick, an important lesson for Jude Law's or anyone's agent who was like, "Don't do this." I mean, if your client is the most charming man on the planet, just let him be yeah. the most charming man on the planet for seventy pages. It's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, people will notice, and it was awesome. It's I think, incredible. I think he got a nod for that. He did. He's yeah. yeah. I would be nice. like, "Where's Poochie?" Like I, whenever Poochie's not there, you're like, "Where's Poochie?" Yeah. Exactly. Do you yeah. want him leaving? I'm honestly, yeah, it was great to leave him a little more. I want him leaving a little mm-hmm. more, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I agree. He was very different. Like in the book, I think there is like this pretense that he wants to be like taken seriously as a painter and a creative, and it's like. No, he's really and like he like he feels like he owes it to Marge, like platonically to be there for her. There's like a lot more, which is like all kind of fine, but it's like kind of tread treaded. Like I don't know how. Yeah, he does he's, it. he's he's like his father in the book. He's a little more wholesome. Yeah, just like kind of a nice because he's like he guy. knows Marge loves him and he doesn't really care, but he's like mm, I should still lead her on. Right, exactly. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's the best <laughs> move. <laughs> the only yeah, yeah, she really likes having this. She unrequited likes being crush, led on. So, I think. Yeah. So. yeah, I should keep doing it. Uh, but then, yeah, then he just exactly he's like international playboy uh, yeah. charmer, and the and it's amazing, yeah. just like jazz man, just loves jazz. jazz. <laughs> and then, yeah, even in the in the movie, he's like, time for me to like blow. I got to get out of Mongi, and like I got to yeah. go, and you know, it has to head up north, and like that. In the book, is something that Tom fakes and feels so unbelievable. Right. So there's ways in which like the movie lends itself to like some of Tom's lies being more believable, um, and then also falters on like the back end of trying to like because yeah. he also that. uses phrases that people said like almost immediately after they said them like in the opera <laughs> like he's like doing the tattoo line or whatever yeah yeah he's like picking it up and so he just takes lines from people and then just like throws it back at other people well that's uh, immediately as Philip Seymour Hoffman says you're a quick study yes mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't know your ass from your elbow that's rude you probably didn't you know your ass from your elbow speaking of another just killer character actor Philip Baker Hall, oh, yeah. one scene performance as the American private detective, yeah. which is also a nice. Uh, they did the reverse from the book. In yeah, this well, that's the thing. So, like in the in the book, he's just another person that Tom dupes, and the detective's just like, oh, I'm so tired from traveling, and like, okay, I'll look into this, and but and like. Will do an acceptable job and not find out that Tom is the guy. Yeah. But like in this, he's literally like, I am, you know, Mr. Greenleaf's enforcer, and this is the, the official story, and yeah. you're going to play along with it. And it's. And by the way, it's all to your benefit. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's like, yeah. I found these plates that you planted, but I don't know that you planted them. And yeah. uh, it just, it does indicate, you know, Dickie, he was a wild card. And yeah. like. Did you know he beat a kid half to death at Princeton? That's why his dad sent him to Europe to yeah. begin with? Yeah. It's a pattern. <laughs> no, but that's very good for me. It's yeah. a Pattern, Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Phil Baker Hall is amazing because, like, one of his first lines. Could he's is, more 
ignore him too, man. I don't yeah. like bullshit. I don't like hearing it. And I don't like yeah, saying it. Yeah, because he's talking about looking off and seeing your apartment. Isn't it like a, like a dream? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like, what bullshit. the fuck ever, dude? I don't like hearing it. And I don't like saying it. So here, take this oh. money and get the fuck out of but here. That, yeah. But that also almost <laughs> seems like like a rejoinder to the scene in the book because he's literally like, I got to say something here that like seems normal-ish. And then it's funny to think that like in the movie, he's like, oh, I think I can see my apartment from here. Yeah. And yeah, Philip Baker Hall is just like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, the big change is obviously like where the, we end, which is that in the movie, it's he and Peter begin a relationship. I mean, I think we can say, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and he's so mysterious, Tommy. Yeah, so <laughs> Tommy. Yeah. He's so British. Uh, God, that ending was so fucking heartbreaking. It so God really damn it. is. Oh I was like, oh. son of a bitch, dude. I, but I also it's, don't quite understand why he does it. <laughs> he does it because he's going to be found out. Yeah, he, yeah. Can't, he can't kill Meredith because she's It's because of his goof People of there. assuming Dickie's identity for no reason. From the beginning. <laughs> it's the reason yeah. he has to kill Peter. But I'm does like, what Peter the fuck? actually clean that mess up? Does it? Because like, Peter's the only one on the boat who knows him as Tom Ripley. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. he, and he also knows sense. Meredith. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right again, her family's all there. There's too many people she can't. It, it all comes back her, to yeah. that fucking. Th- th- I'm the, telling you, just yeah, yeah, I mean, assuming no, that identity. It. It's like, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. 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 One mistake, and then you don't even know Dick yet. Why are you assuming his his personality? Just for a little fun. Crazy. Also, there's like apparently only five Americans in Italy, and they all know each other, and like it's just like it's like they all go to the same places all the time yeah. which i kind of get i, kind I of know i'm sure that it's like absolutely bit. true but in it's that like... strata of rich person you're like yeah we just always run in the same circles i'm going yeah. to the same ski trip and i'm going to this opera and yeah which i did like <laughs> i was gonna say that about your about like him living in it it's like yeah like it, they do a good job of like building that world of like oh all these rich people know each other and it's like yeah. but yeah it is also I mean, you think he, you know, Rome's a big town. Yeah, Rome's like uh, <laughs> pretty big. Keep I mean, he people. does. He does. He's like, how did you find me here? And it's like, because it's easy to find the American somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it just seems <laughs> seems easy to just ask around. Apparently, to be like, where's that American guy at? Um, but yeah, that ending speech that Peter makes, where tell me good things about Tom. Ripley. Yeah, he's oh like, he's like, oh my god, and then he's like, Tom Ripley is kind. Tom Ripley is talented. Yeah. Tom Ripley is choking me. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, you're crushing me, Tom. You're crushing me. You're crushing me, Tom. You're crushing me, Tom. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my, my god. god. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, I guess I can't have my cake and eat it too. Like the movie right. feels like he has to be punished in some way, whereas the book is like. No, no, he should be punished, but fuck it, he got away hey, with it. Sorry, it's a dark yeah. world. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got five more books to write with no, this no, guy. He's yeah. getting away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no. Highsmith <laughs> is definitely like, hey, crooks get away with it, and uh, and the movie's like, he can get away with it, but he has to sacrifice any chance at like real happiness. Yeah. Yes, he's just like, I yeah. guess I'll never leave the basement. It's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man, but I mean, in some ways, it makes like the movie it feels so much more like real life because it's like so much fuller. Has so many of these other factors that like. Yeah. In Highsmith's writing, she can just make like a stripped down version that's believable where there's like not all of these things that could happen or like all these factors or whatever people running up on him. It's just always convenient. Yeah. But yeah. it's like in this, there's like hustle and bustle and jazz. Yeah, there's so much yeah. jazz. So much Snapping jazz. Baby. Yeah, yeah and, you, you yeah. have a better you have a greater sense of like the world closing in where like you're so in Tom's mind in the book that, yeah, it's just 
it's just basically him wrestling with like, will this event go to my advantage? Oh, good, it did. Um, on to the next crime. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I uh, um, I assume it's on the DVD, but I was on the Criterion Channel with the Purple Noon. There's like a 20 minute interview with Patricia Highsmith, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. If you got Criterion Channel, you should definitely check it out. But one of the things that I remember that's funny is she says something to the effect of like, my books feel old fashioned because people now think that crooks just get away with it and in mine they have to be like culpable and guilty or something like that and in my head I'm like but Tom Ripley like he gets away with it and I don't know if he does feel guilty like he feels fine with it yeah (laughs) well he goes to Greece yeah he's chilling well I do love that also everyone's kind of like Patricia Highsmith Tom Ripley Kind of her alter ego, <laughs> like oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And this twenty, the the interview is from like seventy one, I think. Mm. So right after the second Ripley book came out, um, and yeah, I definitely like the way she describes her life. It's like, oh, you are Tom Ripley, and mm-hmm. I'm sure these are the thoughts in your head, and you're just like, let me put a few other names in here, and, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Described as like a famous misanthrope who like met James Baldwin at a party and described him as like a witty pain in the ass or something <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, she yeah, just yeah, did yeah. not like people you know so you could see how she could get to a Tom Ripley headspace pretty easily I feel mm-hmm. like she even so I think at this point there were three movie adaptations of her books and she like straight up ranks them she's like she's like Hitchcock is the best this other one I forget what it was it was a French one uh, is the worst uh, Purple Noon's in the middle like hmm. <laughs> Well, that's and it's interesting because, like, I think her whole inspiration for writing it is like uh, she hates, she doesn't like America. <laughs> she's or she's certainly underappreciated in America, which explains why there are two French adaptations f- before you know they we came back around to, right. to doing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that she was like the only way to tell the story of an of America is like from the point of view of a person in an American in Europe and like how it's different. Like, you know, and like she wrote, she read like uh, the Tocqueville book to be like, what, how does an outsider see America? And like, you know, really just had a lot of bad feelings about it and was like, well, I'll put this guy in Europe and let him run amok. And that's like my portrait of an American, mm-hmm. which, you know, fair. Yeah, not wrong. That's kind of right. Yeah. That's what all Americans do when they go to Europe. Just run amok. Run amok murdering. Where's, yeah, start murdering. Where's the water? All these things that yeah. people are asking. I mean, if you can get away with it, yeah. Oh, yeah. They all, he also doesn't have his, like, crippling fear of, like, the water. Yeah, yeah. There's not much. We don't really get any backstory in the way in the book. It's like, oh, he has this aunt who he doesn't like. And he's going like, hated him from minute one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little bit of that fear in the in the French movie. I guess I can talk just a little bit about Purple Noon. It it's it's structured way different from uh, the uh, the Mengele movie. The Mengele movie, even though it adds stuff, at least seems to approximate the shape of the book. And definitely um, Rene Clément, I think, is the writer director of the French movie of Purple Noon, which also is gibberish. And I believe the title in if you translated it properly would be just like broad daylight because the murder takes place in broad daylight yeah um, i think that's in the tagline too which i remember reading it's like oh really it's like something something murder at noon or something i don't know it's like an interesting tagline but it makes sense if it's broad daylight is the actual translation yeah and it's basically like clement in a sort of like pseudo hitchcock way is like what are the segments i can make a meal out of and one is being on the boat leading up to the murder which in in Purple Noon, like, uh, Dickie knows he wants to kill him. 
and they talk mm-hmm. about it for 10 minutes. And he's like, how are you going to do it? How are you going to da 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 And then he just catches him off guard and stabs him in the chest and does not cuddle him. Yeah. Yeah. Another is the the killing of Freddie Miles and disposing of the body, which is pretty fast in the in the Mangella movie. But like literally, they he takes his time with like sitting around with the corpse all day and then like dragging it down the stairs and then pretending to be buddies with him and then like it also oh, yeah because in the book he does it in the middle of the day so he has to like wait it out yeah mm-hmm. shit like that yeah. yeah. He pours um, all the gin in his mouth yeah. and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he like these cigarettes. He might as well have a party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me take mental photos of this so I can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I guess the biggest difference is that at the end of Purple Noon, he does not get away with it uh-huh. because – The French believe in justice, you know. <laughs> they do. But in a very – like something that doesn't make total sense is like Tom Ripley disposes of, disposes of um, the body while – on a a boat in motion and just kind of like slowly casts it off on a rope. And it turns out at the end that like the line snagged on the boat. And when they pull the boat out of the water, there's a corpse attached to it and he gets caught and it just feels like, uh, you got him, but doesn't thematically feel like anything. Mm. So, yeah, they're just trying to wrap that bad boy up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I will say, like, Alan Delon is fucking awesome and maybe is, like, the perfect Ripley. Um, well, we got to wait for that oh. new series, man. It's our boy Scott, right? Don't you think he's, like, a little old? I thought the same thing. I watched the Probably. trailer this morning. I and mean, I was like, and I love that But I think man. he's going to be Great. more conniving, which yeah, I'm... Yeah, he's going to well, be Well, he does so seem good. to be much more like a sociopath. Yeah. 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 He's, he's incredible. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, like, a little old on the casting, but, you know. Who cares? <laughs> oh, you know. What's age? Well, also What's like, age? well, also like, are they gonna do a thing where like it moves on to the other books? Because Ripley right. does Maybe definitely age. So yeah, that yeah. seems like that's the implication nice. of it just being Ripley. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of a young Sheldon, but an old Ripley. <laughs> oh my God! Please, <laughs> please tell me you didn't write that down before. Let me take your hand. Before. Let me take your hand down. Please tell me you just came this up with that together. right now. <laughs> just please enjoy. tell me you did not write this joke down. Oh, buddy. No, of course not. Okay, thank God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> We've been saving on that one. Well, I, like, I mean, how am I going to integrate it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I could see Tyler time. doing that the whole time. Well, I mean, my my stock joke is that now that Young Sheldon's ending, I can finally pitch my version, which is Deathbed Sheldon. But oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's just all from his deathbed. Sure, you know a joke is good episodes? when everyone goes, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I was going to say, you know, a joke is good when no one laughs and everyone Everybody. just says, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know, I know my audience. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. Final notes. Ooh, I okay. So I did. I wrote some things down. Okay. Uh, should I? Okay. So the costumes look amazing in this movie. Like everyone's dressed mm-hmm. beautifully, uh, and it's Anne Roth, uh, who's she's up. She's nominated for an Oscar for it. And you might also know her if you saw a little film called Barbie. She's the oh. woman, the old woman sitting at the bus stop, who's like, I know I'm beautiful. Oh, that's wow. her. Yeah, really spoilers. Cool. Still yeah, insane. Great career. Still well, okay. Spoilers, Sorry, you're yeah. the one. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I meant uh, to. Also, I, I think to they just use that clip to like promote the film as well. So yeah, yeah. It's really didn't uncanny. see a single movie. I don't last watch year. ads. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually did not see a lot of movies last year. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's, continue. Continue. It's a shame. Continue. Okay. Pope, Pope's uh, Exorcist three times though. Well, yeah. If only I wish. 
<laughs> great time. Him on that Vespa. Get, another great on, Rome movie. Another, <laughs> great, a, another movie that captures Italy yeah. perfectly. It's mostly a Spain movie, but a little Rome. Oh, sure. that's right. He takes his Vespa yeah. to Spain. I forgot. He t- in like 40 minutes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, honestly, this movie also looks incredible. Uh, it's yeah. like so much of Italy looks amazing. I, I know, know. I really wanted to go to Italy after right? this movie. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, fucking amazing. Seems great. It's also, and I don't know if everyone else feels this way, but like anytime now I watch a movie from the 90s, I feel like I'm grading it on the curve of what all new movies look like which is that they were like shot on like uh, in a parking lot uh, with a blue screen hastily put up behind it yeah. and now and watching this movie I'm like I mean it was up for Oscars it was like pretty decently well critically received but I'm like is this the best movie ever yeah. is this the most beautiful thing ever put on film yeah. uh, and they maybe shooting on film still you know? I mean it, yeah that goes it a looks long way amazing so I, I was just want to say that um, also Mengele had a great quote about what it is to like adapt something and specifically this movie was you've drunk the drink and the taste that's left in your mouth is what you go with. Hmm. Like, that's kind of an interesting metaphor. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's all I had. Those are the things I want to throw out there. Nice. Well said. Thank you. Anthony, all right. Anthony Mangella, not me. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. First round, did we like the book, Emily? Yeah, I like the book. Do you want to say more than that? No. You can say whatever you want. Okay. Right? Yes, I like the book. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, I like the book. <laughs> <laughs> Alan. Yeah, I, I like the book quite a bit. Uh, I concur. I, I really like the book. Uh, I will say a little more. Just just the the quality of the writing is so good that even when, because it takes a while till we get to some murder, mm-hmm. um, that it it really grabs you and pulls you through. And yeah. considering I had to jam this book in to like thirty six hours, oh, uh, I I will also say that I, I started reading it and then it became crunch hour and I thankfully found some some brave soul that put the audiobook up on YouTube and uh, the guy who narrates it is excellent oh man he's great he's really good it's just Jude Law really like, I, oh, man, I wish yeah he's like I'm just sure the whole thing this dicky guy seems cool yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I think it, like the book it just takes you right in there and I think that like being able to start off on page one knowing he's like suspicious does crimes does all this stuff it just takes you on a ride the whole way through yeah and it gave me that terrible great feeling so often of like being like i want to stop reading this because i'm i hate you yeah um but also (laughs) i'm like tom why do you do this uh but it's great yeah (laughs) i loved in the writing i feel like she did this a ton where it would be like tom noticed tom saw like it's just like these little tiny they're like she will start a sentence or end a sentence with like it almost feels like punctuation at a certain point but it's just this idea that like Tom is always like watching Tom is like putting all this information into his head to be like how do I well because it's always useful right he's just like, <laughs> everything he does like ends up paying out like yeah. a fucking slot machine but it's like he keeps like it's, it's well put in there to a point where it's like almost you can miss it It's but it's like he, this guy's watching everything. This guy's learning. This guy's improving. And it's just like, oh, Tom noticed. And it's like, oh, why did he notice that Dickie signs is with a big D? It's like, mm-hmm. well, because that's how he signs his name. He's going to be doing that later. Yeah, he's going to. And then it's going <laughs> to, I got to start forging. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I really like that in the writing. I thought that was a, a nice, a nice thing. We're unanimous. All right. Did we like the movie, Emily? Of course. Yes. Yeah, that movie's real good. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Loved it. Love the movie. Love, love the them. movie, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy, I loved it. <laughs> you got to peep that movie, Tommy. You peeping, Tommy? You're peeping the, the peeping, movie? Tommy. 
his little hand gesture when he parks the fucking car, oh. like to announce himself. I see if he's playing a trumpet to heaven that he yeah. is like arrived. He just does his. He oh, is. It's, it is. It's amazing. He like flies out of that car. Oh, yeah. Like he pulls up to the. And everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Flies out. Oh, incredible. Yeah. I mean, so, some of his best physical acting besides Along Came Polly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Nice. All right, here comes the nitty gritty. Between the two, which is better, book or movie? Emily. Oh, man. Okay, I'll go with what I I went feeling going into this conversation, though it might be different now. I think the movie is better. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Alan, you say something. I I have to read. You haven't decided yet. No, I still haven't decided. Uh, It's really tough. Well, actually, I I do want to dig in a little bit. Like, what gives it the edge? I think for me, it's like what I was talking about, where it's like it is this fuller world of mm. it I think I love that like Highsmith has this like really precise way of doing things but like giving just like this whole room of play in the movie really was mm-hmm. great and it's also just like the acting is so fantastic adding all that depth to it though now Alan has convinced me of some things but <laughs> <laughs> we can circle back to that so yeah <laughs> Man, it's I mean, really... I can go if you're still yeah, go for because it because I I like the book more. Um, there's just some, I mean, I really like the movie, but there's just something about a bad guy who is bad and continues to be bad, ends up bad and still prevails. That it's just <laughs> so I rarely see that. Like especially I don't I don't know it's just something you don't see very often. So I find that kind of character more fascinating than. A person who's justifiably like closeted and bummed and wants the best out of life, but he's only good at crime, so that's his way to achieve it. Like I like that story too, but I just love the piece of shit being a piece of shit <laughs> and being like and himself being like, I can't believe I'm getting away with this. Wow, I'm gonna on to more crimes. Like I, I kind <laughs> yeah. of I love that concept now, yeah. in the book so much. So it gives it the edge to me. I like I like the book a lot more. This so we're, is, we're tied up so far. Yeah. This is so difficult because I'm literally between the two of you, and I am so torn between <laughs> both of your arguments. This is exactly what I've been weighing. It's like it seesaws after each one of you speaks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I completely agree. Like I love that's I enjoy the being inside the psychology of a person yeah. who's just like I'm bad. I'm I'm going to do some fucked up stuff. Hopefully it all works out. It usually does. Yeah. But the book does not have Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Or Jude Law, to be it's, honest. It's, mm-hmm. They bring a lot. Or young mm-hmm. Maddie D. There's they just so bring a much. Lot. Like the act, it is like five powerhouse fucking actors yeah. going for And everyone's really, so it's like a 5149. I'll say the movie, but like you mm-hmm. can talk to me in like 20 minutes and I'll be like, it's probably the <laughs> yeah. book. I don't know. <laughs> nice. So, we, so far we got two movie, one book. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, Do the right thing, Justin. I think I think this is going to end up being another cabal situation. I think I'm going to end up going book, though I I did love both movies, and I think as you said, like the '99 movie has such great performances. The actors are so stinking good. And actually, I just as I just remembered, I wanted to comment that for whatever reason in that era. And especially the way he's behave, like physically behaving, Matt Damon reminds me of my best friend from high school. 
Oh, and you knew a Ripley in high school? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, no, I knew a guy who liked to dance around in front of the mirror and throw scarves around his neck. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, that's fine. That's great. And, and who knows? Maybe maybe killed someone on a boat. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> who knows what happened in San Remos? We don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You didn't see him after he took that semester abroad in Italy. So, I mean, who's to say? Who's to say? And... Alternatively, I mean, as I said, Alan Delon is awesome, but the French movie also just those sequences I talked about that like cinema is so like that good cinema stuff. But I still feel like the sensation I got from reading Highsmith's writing puts me a little like, like you said, 5149, but I'm going 5149 toward book. Yeah. And so we once again have a tie two book, two movie. Uh, everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's this. also conflicting in that the movie is very good, but it's just not the adapt. That's not how I saw the adaptation mm-hmm. going. Mm. It's different enough for it to be on its own thing for me. Yeah. So I would agree. If, if you're going from just... the source material, this is different enough to yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I, I think it's like, I actually don't. They like soften him to a point where it's almost it's such a different story. It's yeah. not like this guy who's like he's the ultimate con man or like he becomes the ultimate con. It's very softened and it's like a much more emotional story, which is fine. I was also just waiting for you to finish so I could say the opposite of what you said. Alan, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that was you really sold me there. Classic Tyler. But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It is. Yeah. It's a diff, it's a very different adaptation, but like it still just fires on so many cylinders that it like. Yeah works as its own thing but it really is yeah it's it's different it's very different tonally but yeah yeah, yeah it's like a, it's simul- it like deepens a lot of the things but in the way that it has to do that has to stray so far stray so far from the book yeah. and i that's the thing that was convincing me while we were talking about it was like your point that he is a totally different tom and i'm like yeah that is a bummer. Yeah. So much <laughs> so way. that when I started the movie, I was like, oh man, come on. Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, fuck. Come yeah. on. Well, well yeah. that was something that was funny too, is because like I very legally used uh, a device on my computer to stream this from UK Netflix. Yeah. Completely, like, yeah, completely legally. Um, I mean, that is legal. You're in the UK right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm zooming sky- in. I'm skyping, zooming. I'm zooming in oh, right now. Oh, that's Big Ben in the background, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Boom. There you go. Um, More of a ship fairy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like started 10 minutes into the movie and they was like, oh, no, 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 I should read more of the book. I don't want it to spoil it. But then the thing that was so funny is like starting to watch the first half hour of this movie after reading more of the book, I was like, Oh, I would have been good because, like, this is quite different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's kind of weird, like deepening the emotions, like because that is the thing. Like, all the other characters in the book are kind of flat, except for Tom. But that's we're so locked into his perspective, and he yeah. hates people so much yeah. that there's like nothing. And you're we're learning get about anybody. these people from his perspective. From his perspective, yeah. right. and so it's like, like, who knows if they're actually that shitty? This is how he sees them. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. just like loathes them for like being kind of boring or whatever, and like yeah. so we get nothing from them. In the movie, it like deepens them and like I would just be kind of crazy to have like every other character be oh wow these are like emotional beings and then you're at the center you're like and a black hole a sociopathic yeah. black hole at the middle so yeah. it's like interesting so like you get so much more out of it yeah. in that way well yeah 
Well, even getting back to my my now infamous comment about the portrayal of Marge in the book um, as a bovine of, of less than ult- We had all forget- completely forgotten, Justin. Yeah. I don't know if you had to call her a fat cow again. Dumb cow. Dumb cow. Oh, sorry. Dumb cow, <laughs> sorry, yeah. dumb cow. Um, she's yeah. not. She's but, quite a filter. <laughs> I mean, it was on the edge. But, 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 like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, it is the kind of thing, like, in the reading – where it, it even though it's not necessarily in Tom's voice, it's so limited to Tom's perspective that I I did sort of stop and say like, are we going to get clues that like she's actually much more interesting than he's giving her credit for, and that the book is giving her credit for, and almost to Highsmith's credit, we never see more, but I'm still not convinced that it's because there's less to that person, yeah. and it's just all about. That's Tom's perspective, and we're so limited to that perspective. So, yeah. yeah. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's not. Yeah. But we'll never know. We'll never know. People can change. Yeah. But she probably did have bras around. Um, At he, least one. Yeah. Yeah. How, how many bras can you have? I don't know. Five? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, let's take a poll. How many bras, <laughs> how many bras <laughs> can you have? Are you counting how many there might be? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least more Dozens. than one. Yeah, yeah more than Dozens. one. Perfect answer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> great, great. Well, yeah, because you got to have one one ones in the wash. Anyhow. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you could never wash your bra. You could never not be wearing a bra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah that's when you go law. to bed, definitely when you go to bed. Definitely yes. when you go to yeah. bed, when you're washing your other bra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> When you're showering, if it's your shower bra yep. also. Yeah. 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 Well... What a note to end on. Yeah, like, that's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, awkward and delightful uh, episode. I mean, I mean, actually, just the ending was awkward. The episode was delightful. Next month is is uh, Tyler's birthday pick. Is this correct? Because yeah, your month is in. Yeah, yeah. Your birthday is in the month of March. It is in the month of March, baby. What is what is your birthday pick? Uh, well, I didn't love Cabal. Mm-hmm. It kind of seemed or like night you breed. Did. I kind of liked it by the end of it. Kind of seemed like you did, but yeah. it felt like you picked that Alan, you know, to punish you because I did to, to punish me. Yeah. Yes, and that's why I, I we're going to be reading and watching Moneyball. You yeah. fucking idiot! Yeah, we'll see. Oh, get ready what for Miguel like Tejada. What if I like oh, it? You're going to love the movie, but you are going <laughs> to hate this book. Oh, oh I can't wait. baby, you're going to hate it. Is there it. an audio book? Prepa- uh, probably, yeah. If you can stay awake for it, pal. Oh, Jesus. Oh, advanced baseball <laughs> statistics. <laughs> oh, Whether man. or not should they have kept Carlos Pena? Should oh, Giambi real oh, dumb? God. Why is Art House such a jerk? Oh, you're going to throw all valid questions. These are all names of baseball-related people that you're going to have to learn cool. next month, can't pal. Wait. Oh, I can't wait. Thank oh, you. Gonna, thank you for great. that. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll see. Hey, you like Brad Pitt. Who doesn't? Movies. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Yeah. Movies, great. Some people. You're going to love them. I guess. Those people yeah. are animals. <laughs> Emily, you got anything to plug or to tell people where to find you or anything like that? I mean, you can find me uh, wandering your local bookstore. But um, yeah, my name's Emily Vancanet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I, I could plug my job. Um, check out the Los Angeles Review of Books. If you don't know that there's a whole literary magazine about L.A., there is. And it's really good. So, you know, and then come to my parties about it. That's right. Yay. Yeah. Woo yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah was this was blessed. so much fun. You're definitely on the short list of people that will get invited back. Oh, my God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. If not, I, I, I know where you work. 
that's right. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. And where one of at least one of you lives. <laughs> also yeah. true. Yes. And where I walk my dog. <laughs> I know all about where you walk your dog. Yeah. Um, creepy and ominous. Sorry, yep, Tom Ripley. Yeah. Ripley out. You don't have yeah. to Ripley me to get noodles. You can just, <laughs> just probably convince him to come with you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so true. Um, by the way, it was also the Titan Auto Company. Tito. So it's, that's why it's Titan up from uh, from. Oh, from the beginning? From the beginning. Wow. And scene. Wow. All right. This has been great. Uh, come back next month for Moneyball. It's sure to be something. Yep. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll have lots of good uh, Skylight stuff in between. Have a lovely rest of your life. See you in the basement. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time. <laughs>